Welcome to Skid Mark Show, the only award-winning podcast on the internet about cars and rock stars, because we thought of it first. Join our hosts Jeff Allen and Ethan D as they crisscross the country trying to get into car events and concerts free by promising to interview people for the show, and somehow they haven't been caught yet. Skid Mark Show goes into the pits and backstage at the concert, at least until they're told they aren't supposed to be there and get kicked out. So come live vicariously through us as we do the really cool stuff most people wish they could do, and record it for your enjoyment. Powered by Pinsoil. Hey, this is Lee Rocker from the Stray Cats, and you're listening to Skidmark Show. Okay, this is Steve Celine, and you're listening to the Skidmark Show. Hey guys, this is Jeremy Fry. I do stunts, and you are listening to the world-famous, always entertaining, low-fat, low-carb, high-protein Skidmarks Show. Hello, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Skidmark Show. I'm Ethan D, and this is the first of our SEMA 2019 highlight episodes, where we bring you all the cars and stars that were on the show pioneering performance live stage with us in Las Vegas, including our first big surprise of the year, Eric Estrada is coming up on this episode. But first, SEMA 2019 this year was right after the Las Vegas drag races, so of course we grabbed the driver who broke the track record that weekend, Fast Jack Beckman, to be our first highlight of the year. Plus, we have Brian Bassone joining us with some very exciting street racing news. Please let me help welcome SEMA, Mr. Fast Jack Beckman to the stage. Come on, Jack. So what bet did I lose that I had to be your first guest? <laughs> what do you mean, what is it, bet? Is it like 5.30 in the morning? Here? Uh, Florida time. Oh, no, that would be the other way around. The other way around. Yeah. But the Air Force ruined me. I was on mid-shift, midnight to 7, and they turned me into a vampire. That'll do it. Yeah, this doesn't... Next year, can we do the noon start for me? Would you like to? Yes. I just knew that you were the fa- you're, you're fast Jack Beckman, so usually you're up before not, everybody no, else. Not, no? Not before noon, I'm not. No? No, but if you want the midnight appearance, I'm in for that. I, I'll turn the stage back on at midnight and won't be as many people here. I, I sense a whole lot of ADD out there right now. Huh? <laughs> it, I see a whole lot of superstars out here. It's interesting because at the racetrack, it's kind of oh. cool. People line up and they want my autograph. And I still, I'm that oh. seven-year-old kid at the ropes at a drag race. It's hard for me to believe guys like Gary Densham, who I got to induct in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. Guys like Mike Lewis, who I got to induct in the Drag Race Hall of Fame that we're actually friends now and, and I get a paycheck to do this. But when you come out here, I enjoy being the fanboy and just stepping back and letting the Chip Fooses and the, all the other car builders, the Willie Bees, it's their turn to be the stars and shine, you know? Well, you guys were laying it down here all weekend in Las Vegas, which is, it's kind of nice to have that back into SEMA. You know, like- Yeah, well, and I think it sure as heck doesn't hurt the crowd there. We had a wonderful three-day crowd. And our infinite hero Dodge Charger left with both ends of the track record, which was pretty cool. I would have rather left with the trophy, but still, it was a good weekend for us. I don't know. Yeah. Track record's pretty cool. No, trophies are much cooler, trust me. <laughs> well, I tried every damn track record I got for a trophy. You're saying the records can be broken, the trophy sits there on the trophy, shelf. Exactly. There you if go. you lose them, you can get another replacement. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. Do you guys know how many trophies I have? No, I don't. The same number as every other racer, one less than you want. And you always want one more. So leading up to this race, coming into it, um, you know, did you just, was it that feeling that you, you just had the right combination? Did you know it going into that run that you were going to set a track record? No, no. And uh, we run four qualifying runs, two Friday, two Saturday. And historically, the late afternoon Friday qualifying run is typically the better conditions. 
For nitro cars, we're slaves to traction. Traction's about air and track temperature, and usually that's where you get the lowest temperature. It just so happened that Saturday we had similar conditions. Well, first run Saturday, John Force goes out there and uncorks a 3.85, and that was a jaw dropper. That might have been the run of the meat relative to the conditions. So we come out there for the last session, and we knew it was probably going to be a little bit better out there. And since we shortened our finish line from a quarter mile to 1,000 feet, if I'm really quick, I can sneak a peek at the scoreboards as the parachutes are coming out. And I just so happen to see 3.835 as I went by. I'm like, damn, that's good. Then you got to wait and see if the two pairs behind you is going to be able to do better than that. And that's great for the fans. Not so good for the crews and the drivers. It's a little bit of stress, but I'm also a huge fan, so I was kind of able to sit back and enjoy it. And let me tell you, being number one qualifier was not going to change my life in a big way. But it changes your life in a little way. A little way. Cool well, to get does, that number well, one yeah. green hat. Yeah. Just so that I, you know, for the folks that may have not have gone out and seen this race or are familiar with how the breakdown is, it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I've been oh, wrong I before. I know you will. <laughs> uh, but the number one qualifier goes against n- number, number 16. 16. Exactly. So you kind of want that position. Well, well, there's a lot of reasons to want to be number one. In, in theory, you'll have the best first round matchup. You also will have lane choice. You also will get to pick. First round, there's going to be eight pairs of cars that go out there. You can pick whether you want to be first, second, third, anywhere in the order that you want to. Speaking of drag racing, I want to bring up our next guest. Jack, you're not going away. We're going to, you're going to add in a little bit. This is our all-out guy, Brian. Brian, how you doing, sir? Welcome. Brian, how are you, my friend? Welcome. We actually, we worked together. One of my funnest days ever at the drag strip, they gave me a choice to go out and film with them of which drag race or which track I wanted to go to. And they gave me a choice between Bakersfield, close to home, Uh and Maryland, other side of the country. I'd never been there. My dad's, I mean, I've been to Maryland. My dad's whole family's from there, but I'd never been to that drag strip. What an awesome day. Your guys' program was so meticulously prepared and organized. When you go up into the war room and you see they had a Polaroid picture of every single car in competition, Totally blew me away. You didn't have to put up your pink slip, though, did you, Jack? I no, mean, no. just this, I don't this, bet on drag racing. <laughs> this was the all-out event, so basically we're just giving money away. We gave we gave cash and prizes. That was fun, though. We had a great time. Brian, explain that for our audience. You know, go into more of the show and how it how it works in the breakdown, real the original, quick. The original, or let's say, origin of the new all-out live started from Pink's All Out, and Jack was actually at one of our events, and I was the gentleman up in the war room. We called it where basically cho- chose. The final 16 racers out of, what was 500 cars, 1,500 racers. It had to be the best prepared. It was just a great event, and, and uh, Jack jumped up in there. We, I, can't, I talk about it all the time. We had a great time up in the tower choosing them and showing the world the grassroots racers are really, they need their, their place as well, just as you do. We gave them that stage that pinks all out. Yeah, we talked about what, when people line up to get my autograph. It's cool. But I love going to places and seeing somebody else get the spotlight. Yeah. And for those sportsman racers, and remember, it wasn't just those 16 cars oh. that made the show on race day. It was an all-day bracket race, but those were the podium people. Those were the ones that when they came up, and it didn't matter where those car, cars ran in the 8s or the 12s. They were so close together in performance and lifting made you lose. It was yes. all out. That's all out was to judged. the end. But to watch what a difference it made to those people was awesome. Yeah, How do you know if somebody lifts? Well, you look at the, well, the numbers. We used a program, actually, that went even deeper in than the CompuLink system. It broke it down even further. We look at the splits, the eighth, everything down mile per hour. 
Obviously, if you have like a 1060 pass and you're going 99 miles an oh, hour, oh, they're, you're, they're you're, like Santa Claus. They oh, yeah. know if you're naughty or oh, nice yeah. out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And one of, one of the big things, too, as well with the show was, like you said, everybody had a chance to be a star. We would do an autograph signing after and it'd be like a mile long. The one at the very end of the was the guy that won, and he did more autographs and more pictures and signed. He was the superstar for the day. We turned them into stars, which is amazing. But remember, these are people that work normal jobs. Yes and have a car out in the garage that they like to take to the drag strip. So yep. when they show up to an all-out race, there's 450 cars plus. They don't know if they're going to get to run. So after they make all their time trials, the group gets together. They look at the pictures of all the cars, all the ETs from quickest to slowest, and look at where in this section do we think we can make the best four-round race to entertain the fans. So a 12-second car... That driver has just as good a chance of getting in as a guy that has a nine-second car. Yeah, and we actually, in 2020, we just tried something at uh, South Carolina Motorplex. Because we, the exclusivity of at least 16, the other 400 and whatever guys went home. So what we changed was, with a bracket racer, and, and, and bracket racing is kind of, I wouldn't say dying, but it's not as popular as it should be, I think. So what we did now is we changed the format for a trial in South Carolina. We made them bracket race-style to win your way into the 16. And then we put them in the 16, did the hot lap and all that crazy stuff. So instead of us being the judge, the jury and everything, listen, you got to win your way to the 16. It made every, it would just up the whole ante up because nobody got disappointed. It was your job to get there, not ours. Have you guys ever seen an invention or a patent or something that comes out and you just smack your forehead and say, why didn't I think of it? It seemed All the so time. obvious. So drag, All the time. Organized drag racing has been around arguably since 1949. And then these guys looked at it from a completely different format and said, how can we make this different? We're going to keep a straight line. We're going to keep a quarter mile. We're going to keep two cars. But they literally reinvented the wheel. And you're like, why didn't I think of that? Yep. Speaking of thinking of that, real quick, Jack, how do you like it? There's a couple tracks. Uh, one is in Vegas. And the other one is the Z-Max track, right? That you run four wide. Now, is, is that a game changer for you guys when you're setting up for those? I am a purist. But going to 1,000 feet in 2008 fixed a ton of issues that we would have had a... It was the lesser of two evils. In other words, would I prefer a quarter mile? Of course. But you're not going to see 335 miles an hour if we run the quarter mile. I am a purist. Drag races are too wide. But if you have ever been to a four-wide race, you just shake your head and say, this is badass. It's, it's literally twice everything out there. It's hard to cover on TV. It's hard to cover too wide on TV. But it's, you have to show five different replays to figure it out. In person, it's amazing. The driver in me appreciates the challenge. The fan in me appreciates the uniqueness. Nice. Nice. Now, another question about that real quick before we move back to Brian and what he's doing is, do you see as much of the staging games going on with four wide? Because that's got to be a lot to coordinate. Yeah. Because uh, you guys are like on a time since, bomb, since, really. Since we went to the auto start system... When the first car stages, the second car has to get in within seven seconds or they're going to get automatically disqualified. Now, let me just tell you, when you're in a nitro car with your foot off the clutch, holding the car with the handbrake, locked on the ambers on the tree, and it takes that other car more than three seconds to pull in, it seems like about an hour and a half because time is mutable. It's a completely different perspective up there. But you can only have a staging duel if both drivers are participating in that. Now, in four wide... I think somebody could get away with it once 
And then they run the risk of getting their ass kicked by three different drivers rather than one <laughs> different driver. All right, and, so and, we just added and, it up. Well, yeah, there you the, go. The, if you look at the history of staging goof-ups in Nitro Funny Car, it's the guys that have all won multiple world championships, and they're so, so good at doing something in a two-wide format that when you change it up for them, it took them out of their element. I think most of us are just trying to survive the staging deal up there. But... I'm smart enough to realize I'm not smart enough to do this without thinking about it. I go up there when pro stock bike runs. I'm like, okay, lane two, I got to look across there. Lane three, I got to look across there. Lane one and lane four is pretty easy up there, but I got to get it in my head. The interesting thing is on race day, you know, there's lane choice one, lane choice two, lane choice three, lane choice four. So you got it in your head. Okay, we've got uh, second lane choice. They're going to go in lane one. We're going to go in lane two. But then they switch and go to lane two. So we switch and go to lane three. And like, okay, reprogram yourself and recalibrate. Okay, I'm confused. Other I don't than, know about you guys, but I've already lost. Other than track conditions, do you have a preference between an outside or an inside? I want the lane with the wind light on at the finish line. That's my <laughs> only choice. I don't care if I stage first, second, third, fourth. I don't care if I'm right lane, left lane, because the minute you care about that, the other driver can use it against you. Gotcha. Ryan, now with your deal, where are you going this year? What's the plan? We've got, um, we're working on the schedule right now. We What we've tried to do, we actually did this year, was we've kind of tried to go where there was like-minded people. We did Woodward Dream Cruise this year. We went up to Lapeer International Dragway. We did um, on the M1 concourse. We set up over there. They did their racing on the streets. And then we did an event on Sunday. We called it a week-long Woodward Dream Cruise pre-party massive had a great time because they're all there i mean everybody's there you don't have to worry about they've already got their hotels so we're going to do that again we also teed up in gulfport mississippi for cruising on the coast at gulfport dragway during that event and ocean city maryland working with those guys right now for the spring ocean city cruise so we're teeing in with that and we're working right now which we're going to talk with a meeting this uh, week with uh, a senator from west virginia who is actually legalized racing on the street in West Virginia, and we're going to put together, we're going to try to put together the world's first ever legal drag racing on the street in West Virginia. He's got a plot picked out on a, on, on a major highway. We're going to block it off, put pavilions up and everything. So we're going to go racing on the street. So it'll be the first, other than Woodward, would be the first legal in West Virginia, let's say, but he's awesome. We're going to meet with him, and maybe we could talk to him on Friday, bring him up here. You nice. Mean, you mean street racing so, illegal in West Virginia? I didn't realize that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next on our big highlight show, we brought out the big guns with Matt Hagen, Bob Attrell, Adam Janai, Craig Jackson, and Courtney Hansen. Let's 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 have Matt come on stage and let's talk about winning Funny Car this Champion. weekend in Las Vegas. Hey Matt, how you doing, buddy? How you guys? You know what? It's got to be cool for you to come away from that not only winning in Las Vegas, but so many people come here and don't win. Yeah, I mean it's definitely um, was luck was on my side i guess you know a little bit of lady luck there but um you know the biggest thing is that it was a uh Penzl dodge sponsored race and we were able to take it home in the mopar funny car with the new uh 2020 hellcat body you know so it's uh you know and the, the exacts were there like uh the president of a mopar was there as well and all the folks from Penzl were out there so it was just it was just a good solid weekend man you know uh didn't qualify the best i think we ended up like seventh but um you know, when it came down to it on race day, we did what we needed to do, you know, and, and uh, got through some pretty tough cars and just had a lot of fun doing it. 
Was it was it a little nerve wracking knowing that one of your uh, fellow brothers in the DSR team, Mr. Fast Jack Beckman, set the track record in qualifying? No, I think it's great. You know, I mean, they they run a lot of the same parts and pieces we do, but um, you know, everybody kind of does their own thing with them. You know, so just knowing that you know it's it's out there and it's capable. You know, the the Vegas track was just a really really good racetrack this weekend. It, both lanes were pretty equal. There was no you know NHR did a really good job of gluing it in and making sure there's rubber around and safety safari and stuff like that so it just they just put a great racetrack underneath us and these crew chiefs were able to really uh, just kind of just throw it down out there you know so it was it was nice i think we stayed pretty uh pretty low for most of the sessions end up with lane choice every every round and uh just just went out there and kicked some ass well last year this time when we had you up on stage you were bouncing off the walls because you won also last year so this is right here at this track yep we yeah this track showed me some love man yeah yeah right (laughs) Well, yeah, did you notice the gigantic ring he's got on there? It's I like did a notice Super Bowl that ring. What ring. is that ring there? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's just to keep people wet. No, <laughs> no, it's uh, my 2014 championship. Are you gonna change anything? You came off of a, a really cool win with the full mustache. You know, we talked about that before, and you know, most people are kind of superstitious, especially in, in you know pro athletes like yourself, where they don't change certain things. Some people don't change their underwear the whole season. Yeah. Other people don't shave. You Who know, are those people? Things, well, I don't know. But I don't, I'm just yeah, saying. Okay. I've, heard, I've heard of that. I don't yeah. want to know well, those people. I was curious because, you know, all of a sudden we, we met up with you in Colorado and, and it was shaved already. So Yeah. Yeah, I tell you. So, like, uh, one there in, um, I guess what it was, uh, had, a, had a beard this time or whatever. And uh, before that had chops or whatever. And I don't know. Maybe I have to come in with a mohawk or something. You know what I mean? Just change it up. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not superstitious, man. Like, I, I, I do a lot of the same stuff a, a lot of times. Like, get dressed the same and, you know, do certain cadences the same just because it's uh, it's a mental checkoff. It's a routine. But, like, you know, it, it, I guess it kind of, I, I guess a little bit superstitious because, you know, I put the left glove on the same and the right right boot on the same. And, you know, just like the whole time. But uh, but all in all, man, I, I've seen it all kind of ups and downs, goods and bads. And, you know, been on fire the whole way along, along with it. And you just... Uh, you know, you kind of create your own luck out there, you know what I mean? So, uh, and you just, fingers crossed a lot of times with those fuel cars, you just never know what's going to come out, you know, come come next. When you got guys like uh, Jack Beckman, who's a, a teammate, but also a competitor, are there ever times where your guys and, and their guys or you and he, you know, share notes on the track, give each other little tips, or do you kind of keep that all, I'm doing mine, you do you? Yeah, I mean, Don would like us to share, and, you know, uh, I think it's for the common good, but at the end of the day, all these crew chiefs have egos. And they pretty much want to do their own thing. And, you know, it, it, it takes well, a lot. They want to win. Yeah, it takes and a so lot. And so do you. It takes a lot for a crew chief to walk over and say, hey, help me out. You know what I mean? So um, they're very prideful guys. You know what I mean? So as much as Schumacher would like for them to share information and do this and that, they uh, they probably, they, they, everybody just kind of does their thing a little bit, you know. But, the, you know, you, you start getting in a rut, you know, and there's at least there's a handful of people that can help pull you out, you know. So it was a big win for you. It was a big win for Dodge, a big win for Pennzoil. I mean, all the way around. Um, it was a pretty incredible setting out there. The temperatures were nice. It wasn't too, you know, blistering hot. Was there was there, there that one moment going into that last run where you were, what were you thinking right there? That's what I want to know. What, what was going through your mind? You know, that's the thing about it up there, man. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, I don't think much, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's not a call to think time, it's a reaction time, you know? And uh, I, I feel like when I'm going up there overthinking stuff, it's just uh, I, I'm either late or I'm not driving the car to my ability. And, um, you know, I just kind of 
go through the same thing. I get up, you know what I mean? I'm really, you know, just make sure my, my adrenaline's going and my breathing's calmed down enough, though, where it's still under control. And, you know, and, and I'm just always repeating to myself what to do, you know what I mean, as far as leave on time, keep it in the groove, turn the wind light on, you know, just just positive stuff flowing through my head. And, and um, you know, it's just it's for me, it's like you, you see it, you think it, you say it, and it happens, you know. And I'm a very visual person like that. And, uh, you know, just for me, it, it just kind of it works in there. And the uh, – you know, a lot of I guess if you kind of walk by my car when I was, you know, getting I was in there, you'd think I was crazy because I'm kind of like talking to myself a little bit. You know, it's just like, and you know, stuff that you you're just telling yourself you're the best lever, you're this or that. You know what I mean? Just all positive stuff, and then you just go out there and execute. You know, and just I think when I go up in the, and get in the in the lanes, it's just like it's just clear, man, and just. You know, you're just looking for that first amber and um, and let let the rest happen. You know. Well, don't feel bad because I talked to all my clothes this morning as I was getting dressed, and and so Meg said, "Yeah, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm talking to them. These shoes, yeah. these shoes have to be comfortable. That's these right. socks have to work. You know, these underwear don't need to bunch. These pants need to be right. So there's a lot that yeah, goes right. into it. So yeah. I I do talk to myself a lot too. And a way more active morning than I did. I, hey man, I was fired up. I was ready to get here. I was so excited that we were going to have one of our first guests on Skidmark Show. Yep. Kicking it off with Matt Hagan. It's always, always good to meet with Matt after he's won. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that moment, you know, that, hey, he killed it at the track. Right. Second year in a row. I know yeah. next year you're going to bring a three-peat on just so we can get the license plate made. Yeah, I tell you, the, uh, I was not an adult Sunday night. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> I was definitely, we, we partied pretty hard, man. So. I was about to say, did you stay in Vegas the whole yeah, time? Yeah, I've been here and I've uh, been doing that and just kind of, you know, just taking it in. You know, I mean, it's it's Vegas and we don't we don't have a whole lot of time when we do get here. You know, I come in on Wednesday and I have to leave here on Wednesday and uh, but but all that time is usually pretty booked up. So like, you know, you just take it all in. But man, a few days out here in Vegas, you're ready to leave. You know what I mean? It's like man, it usually up. You know? Yeah. Are you gonna have a, a another party when you get home? No, I'm actually flying from here to Disney World. So my kids will be in Disney World. They're already there. And uh, so that's why I'm leaving SEMA a little bit early. Hey, that's so. cool. Yeah, yeah, I got some little So at ones, the man. end when you got the wind light, they said, what are you going to do next, Matt? Hey, going to said, Disney World. I'm going to Disney, Disney That's right, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Matt, Hey, you guys. Appreciate it, yeah. We've got another guest coming up to the stage right yes. now on Skidmark Show with am Jeff I, Allen and Ethan uh, D. Am I, am I on the mic yet? You are on the am mic, on the Mr. Mic? Bob Attrell. You're, you're already on the mic uh, really early there. You go. there. Whoa, here. whoa, whoa. I'm the only Canadian contingent you have down here. You think? You are I the am. one. I'm the guy you feeding you the maple syrup and back bacon. Doing my best. Well, have a seat up here. You're on oh, Skidmark Show. Right? This yeah, is yeah. the Shell Pioneer Performance live stage. Listen, all about performance. We do a little of that. We are in, we're racing in the fastest growing worldwide series called TCR, right? It's taken over from British Touring Car. It's the fastest growing series in uh, South Asia. Um, it, and it's, it's really coming to its own in North America, right? We're seeing, so you're doing worldwide racing? Well, no, but the vehicles are raced worldwide and they're identical. TCR is a identical series worldwide. So if I'm racing in Canada or the U.S., I can take the car to Europe and race it there. I can take the car to China and race it there. I can go anywhere in the world with a TCR car, and it's applicable to that field. All right, so it's kind of like the IROC series, basically. You guys are in all identical cars. Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. Wow. Okay. So they're all, no, a hundred percent. As far as performance, performance, but they're all different brands. So we got, we got Hyundai, we got Audi, we got 
uh, uh, now Mazda, we got Honda, we got Alfa Romeo, we've got all these different brands, but they're all front wheel drive, they're all 350 horsepower, and they're all the same weight. Wow. Nice. So it is the fastest growing race series in the world right now. Incredible. And we're up in Canada running, we're running with Brian Herta. Uh, Brian Hurd is the U.S. contingent. We're the Canadian contingent. So we run in conjunction with him, and we, we're going to run the same races to help Hyundai build manufacturer points. I'm Hyundai, okay? And uh, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the car is right over here. It's a TCR car. Everybody can come see it right here in the show footprint. They, hey, not only can you see the car, you can buy the car on Monday. You know, race it on Sunday, buy it on Monday. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's... Uh, it, and the cars are all factory built. So my car's built in Germany. The Audi's built in Spain. The Hondas are built in, in uh, uh, Japan. The Mazda's are built in North America. The Alphas are built in Italy. So they're all built by factory production facilities. Nice. Yeah. So nice. what do you do then if everything's 100% uh, identical, obviously other than the, the racing talent that you have as a team, as a crew, what do you guys get to do to, to get in and tweak it and, and maybe try to give you any kind of edge? You, you know what? It's all set up formula. You guys know that, right? These guys, these drag racers here, they're saying, uh, you know what? We need to get a little bit more traction down low. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to give up. We're going to give it up in the high end, but we want to get out of the whole same thing with us. You know, a lot of Camper. it has to do, too, with them with their clutch packs. Yeah. You know, with the drag yeah. racing, because it's all about 100%. It's all about the clutch. You know, so we, we are more camber, toe, balance. All mm -hmm. those things, tire pressures, it's all a very science-type oriented setup. Are these road courses, or what exactly is the They're setup? They're all road courses. They're all road courses. They, they, um, they just... And here's the car. The car's got 350 horsepower. Not a lot of horsepower. No, not but, by anything but by today's right. standards. Other right. Other than uh, uh, prototype racing cars... They're the fastest cars going through a turn. So if you want to, you know how you drive a TCR car fast? You got to grow a set. Okay. Big time. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're on the Shell Pioneer Performance Live stage here. All right. All right. So. <laughs> yes. You just got to be willing to go for it is what you're saying. You have yeah. to go, go. You know, like yep. when we go, we go. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a nice. Still to licking see. my wounds from last night, but thank you for having me here. We Once never, we couldn't notice at all. Once oh, again, no, the no, best no, way to no, win no, in Vegas no, is no. just keep betting. All right, our next guest. Whoa, it he's been like working, working out. out. You and Matt Hagen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Someone's been going on to Detroit. Did like a lift. What's break, up, man? He's lifting that steel. Wow. Here we go again. Okay, okay. Bob Steele, how you doing? Good to brother? see you, man. How you been? Have a seat, buddy. Come oh, on down. Man. I You're can't. on Skidmark Show. It's so nice to have you here every single year. Dude, another yep. another year. I know, right? I feel like we just did this. I know. <laughs> I do too. But, but it's it, you know what? It's you're in a different shirt. Yeah. I'm in yep. a different jacket. Yeah. You actually bulked up over the year. I have I'm new actually, jeans. Yeah, you have I, new jeans. Yeah. It's just okay. an optical illusion. I'm actually trimming trimming down. Really? Are I'm you? Are I'm you trying to be down? more. Uh, trying to be more. Um, like a ballerina or something. Because you got bulking phases and then you yeah. got slimming phases, you know, and you go in. It's yeah. a, I'm, just, I, I'm obviously in my well, bulking you know, we, phase we, right we now. We had the Yellow Hulk on stage earlier. I don't know if you saw, but we had Matt Hagen. 
who just won at NHRA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Las oh, yeah. Vegas. It's the second year in a row. Very I mean, intimidating every, guy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the funny thing is, like, with, you know, when swimmers, when swimmers compete, you know, you realize that they don't want the hair for friction. Yeah, correct. You know? But Matt Hagen's as slick as a swimmer. Yeah, you're, did you notice that? So it, I was just it makes curious. you look stronger. It, it may be you may be faster in that funny car. Which is why that. I don't look as strong as I am because I haven't shaved. Right, that's, that's, that's exactly yeah. why. I'm, I'm so, not, not going to pick on Matt. I'm not joining you on this one. <laughs> yeah, you definitely <laughs> don't. Unless it's, unless it's a you know a leg day. I think <laughs> we could get him on leg. Yeah, day. yeah. You know get away I mean? from him. How's life in Detroit going, it's, man? It's fantastic, man. Yeah. I, I, it's amazing. Are you kidding me? How is it's the, the motor world city. of Mob Steel? Right. It's good. Mob Steel's good, man. We uh, uh, Mob Steel, Detroit Steel Wheel Co. Still, you know, trying to uh, meet customers' demands. You know, we're trying to stay focused on what they want. And we're making huge changes. We have, uh, we made some fantastic uh, vertical integration. We're starting to do some more manufacturing in Detroit. We're uh, looking for a new facility. So we've got an option on a couple of great historic buildings. We're looking at expanding and all kinds of cool stuff. Real Are you cool going to get one of those cool old ones the, near downtown, one of the really old, and, and bring it back to life? Yeah, I have. A, I actually have a con building right downtown right now. We have a three-story, but it's but we're, we're full. We're full, and, and uh, we've been on back order for a long time, and the issue is that we, we never wanted to leave the states with our product. So we're fighting a manufacturing problem in this country, really not, you know, it's, we're not importing this stuff. So the battle is much, much bigger. We talked about that last year, but... We did. Uh, yeah, but we have we have made, like... A tremendous amount of progress in terms of being able to create the volume that we need here which is coming on this next year um, and with through some of our relationships at the OEs um, the, the quality we're gonna be bringing to the table is outstanding you know that's the, one of the voids we wanted to fill right from the get-go was the fact that we didn't want a wheels that were a thousand dollars a piece and we didn't want the wheels that were 200 some bucks a piece that you know were the standard you know thing that people were putting on you know, an escalator, cutter. everything else, you right. know, ends up on a custom car and it just, it doesn't organically fit. So, you know, we just wanted the wheels to be a part of it and be organic and look good. And like, uh, the, the vehicles make the statement for themselves. We, we have uh, wheels on a lot of vehicles around here. Uh, they're unveiling the Jay Leno Bronco with some of our stuff on it, uh, LGE, and then we've got Jacks and Stoners. So what did you and, do? Uh, they're all did over you, the did place. Did you make wheels out of denim? I mean, what did you <laughs> yeah. do for that? Yeah. No, Canadian tuxedo wheels. I'm just con <laughs> confused, you <know. laughs> I mean, it had to be denim and something in the book. They're scratch and sniff. It's like bacon. <laughs> but it's neat to see. It's neat to be a part of all of these. Uh, these builds are tre tremendous. I mean, there's so much talent out there. And to have your product just kind of belong on it is really special. You know, it's kind of a neat feeling. It's like... Uh, I can't explain it to you. You know, we used to build cars, bring them here, and they used to be on stage at Ford or in, in, involved in one of these booths, and it was just, it was a lot of fun, and it was really rewarding, but it's the same thing, being able to see all these young men and women, what they're building. It's, it's well, really Well, it was cool. really cool, too. A few years ago, we met over at Roush when you built that Lincoln. Yeah. And that yep. thing was sick. Yeah. That was a tough year. I'm getting too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> the SEMA crunch thing is real. Okay. Without further ado, I am proud to bring up our next guest, yeah, Mr. Craig Jackson. That's right. If you've heard Barrett of Barrett Jackson. Jackson, who hasn't heard of Barrett Jackson? Exactly. That's this like a household man. word. Craig, how are you, my friend? Craig Jackson, how are you doing? Very good. Man, um, you know, it's like the year to be fit. You notice that? You're looking great. Everybody's getting well, in shape. Yeah. What is the secret? Except me. Uh, not eating what I like to eat. So, <laughs> unfortunately, that exercise. So, yeah, hitting that stage in life where you want to... Uh, Enjoy it, yep. and uh, yeah, losing a few pounds has helped. Absolutely. Hey, you're looking great. That's Thank a, you. That, yeah, yeah, it's going to sit that out. Driving Bugatti Veyron around, is that getting you some exercise in the arms? Only when it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have, um, 
we have a media event that we're going to be holding with you later on on the stage in yes. regards to the, the green car that's behind here. The Hornet? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I want to tell you, I, I follow you on, I, I, I'm not, it's not creepy in a creepy way. Don't think that. But I, I do follow you on social media. And one of the coolest things that I saw recently, and I'm sure all you folks out there have seen this too, but you just got another green car. I did. Uh, I bought at the auction last year for charity the rights to VIN number one, uh, GT500. And I asked them after I bid it in, can we paint it like the Hornet? And they all like, that's a lot of work. But I got to give Ford credit. They, uh, they did a great job. They worked with uh, Penske Automotive Services and uh, made it happen for me. Painted it the exact same color and went through the exact same process how the original Hornet was done. Wow. So now it's uh, the second Hornet. It's got EXP 500 on it. And I bought it for a couple of reasons. One, it's a great charity, uh, Juvenile Diabetes. But also, that is the first production GT500 since the Hornet to have electronic fuel injection and IRS. So it took from the Hornet to now to put all that into production that was in a prototype back in 1968. Wow, what a pair to have. I mean, it is. You talk about a, a centerpiece of any collection. That's incredible. And in the middle of it, you know, we're, we're doing a documentary on it. In the middle of it, uh, we found a red car, and we're restoring that, too. So that one's going to be another iconic car to join it. How big is your garage now? I mean, is it like uh, twice the size of the house? <laughs> well, I keep so many cars at the house. I keep roughly 20 at the house, and then I have my man cave where I keep. <laughs> He's I got know. a 20-car garage and a man cave. There you go. How many did I say, dear? 50. Uh, <laughs> 50? 50 there, and I have my own shop there, so and my own uh, library for doing the research on my cars, which is right around the corner from our corporate office. I'm also excited to announce the Paul Walker collection, which Absolutely. is going to be at Scottsdale. The Paul Walker collection, all of his cars, 21 uh, of his vehicles, will be selling at no reserve in Scottsdale. All right. Iconic. Let's, here we're going to do, Ethan, you're yep. going to scoot over. Yep. And we're going to bring up our next guest to join us up here with Craig Jackson, the legendary Courtney Hanson, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, I was, I was going for best dressed, but you already <laughs> beat me there. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming it's on Skidmark good, Show. Good to be back. Thank Isn't you for having it? me. It's awesome. So tell us what's new in Courtney's world. So I'm really excited because um, I'm working on both sides of the camera now. So I'm executive producing shows, and one of them is The Ride That Got Away for History Channel. This is season two coming up. We're going into productions in a couple weeks. And um. The lead designer is Brian Fuller, who I worked with on Overhauling. He does Caffeine and Octane, Cafe Racer. So we're really excited to have this amazing all-star team. And we're making dreams come true for deserving people. We're reuniting the most deserving people with their dream ride that they had to sell at one point in life when they came on Hard Times. We make it into a work of art, and we give it to them as a surprise. And we're shooting that in Atlanta, and I'm super excited to be going East Coast with it. And then I signed on to do a show for Motor Trend called American Super Jeep Challenge. Um, and I'm really excited about that, too. And I have Very a five-year-old cool. daughter. Life is busy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you do all that and raise a five-year-old. You are busy. You are, too, Craig. <laughs> yeah, but I've, uh, my kids are now in college or and out of the house. So now I'm at the point where I can start playing with all my cars a little bit more and enjoying things. So You can have fun with your beautiful wife. And uh, travel a lot, which we do. But it's all to car events. So Now, Courtney, speaking of the fact that you are raising your child... What kind of car 
Are you going to get that child when they're ready to drive? Well, she already has a 1970 Camaro, Z28. Oh. So that's already there. But um, I'm going to let her pick it. She's actually more of a car girl than... She's more of a car person than anyone in our family, including my dad. And uh, her first word was car. <laughs> I feel like it was like mom and then car. <laughs> and um, she just loves everything about cars. So I'm going to let her pick. But we did get her a 70 Camaro. Nice. And tell us more about the 70 Camaro. Is it with the color combination? What, what, what was so special about that 70 Camaro? Um, I just, I, I love everything about it. It just has a 350, but, but I'm happy with that. And um, I intend to trick it out. So okay. I just haven't had a chance to get to it yet. I'm not going to keep it original. I'm going to trick it out. Maybe when you're it. done producing, being in front of the camera and all that, you have a little downtime. You can restore a Camaro. Yeah, if there's ever downtime, <laughs> it might be a while. Are you teaching your daughter how to like drift in a in a Barbie Power Wheels or something, driving around? Absolutely. Tweaking one of those. Absolutely. <laughs> Halloween <laughs> night, we were having a lot of fun. <laughs> Wait to see a YouTube video of that. Yeah, I should actually great. post that video. That would be great. It was the first time in years I was able to spend Halloween with her yep. because it always conflicts with SEMA. So we that's why we dressed up eleven times. People were like, Courtney, you you dressed up so many times for Halloween, but we had to embrace it because I don't know when that's gonna happen again but we were out there drifting off-roading all of it yeah <laughs> nice courtney hansen craig you. jackson we're gonna see all you folks at thank barrett you so jackson so we're gonna much. wait we can't wait to see your new show thank for the so second much. season congratulations oh, oh, that's such a big thing um i forgot to tell you that it's on amazon prime we just inked a deal with amazon prime so the ride that got away will be airing on amazon prime and then many good things ahead season two is in the works and the motor trend show too so I'm just stoked. Working hard, but loving every minute. All right. Awesome. Congratulations, awesome. Courtney Congratulations. And everybody needs to make sure that they've got their tickets booked, their hotels booked, mm -hmm. their rental cars booked for Scottsdale 2020. Barrett Jackson. And finally, for our first highlight show, is the man everyone's been waiting for, Ponch himself from Chips, Mr. Eric Estrada. Woo! Oh, come on now. You can do better than that. Are you guys ready for Eric Estrada? There you go. Are you guys ready? Woo! Uh, I, think you, I think you got to do better than that. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Eric Hello, Estrada. Everybody. All right. Thank uh, you for being out here. Thank you for waiting. You know, kind of nice. Really nice. How you doing? Let me step up. Say hi. How you doing? You good? All right. So what can I do for you, man? Well, here's a, what can you do for me? You just being here is doing a lot for me. All right. I got to tell you, when I was a kid growing up and watching you on television, you know, for Halloween, you know, you got to go get those uh, kind of cheesy costumes and they had the plastic mask. You remember those? Yeah. And you couldn't really breathe through them really well. Well, you know, I, 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 there was one person I had to be that Halloween and it was Ponch. And my mom kept saying, but you know, you look more like John because back then I had blonde hair in the blue eyes. I don't have the hair anymore. And I said, no, I don't want to be John. Nothing against John. Seemed like a nice guy. Ponch I wanted to be cool Ponch way. because Ponch ruled. And that's what it was all about. So I was so excited to have you up here on the stage well, yeah. with us. Well, thank you for having me here. Yeah. And so, hey, there we go. And we got this lady right here in the front row. She's been waiting here all day for you. Seriously, we almost had to get her a chair because uh, she wasn't going to move. And even uh, her husband's a little jealous, so he's standing by right there to make okay. sure that she's okay. <laughs> but hey, I want to talk to you because recently you did this really cool show on the History Channel talking about oh, the yeah. 80s supercars. Right. Yeah. And you, well, were, you were on a motorcycle right, against right. the A-Team van right. and, and the Hoff and Knight Rider. <laughs> yeah, Knight Rider. Well, yeah. 
people say, well, why didn't you beat him? I said, it wasn't my show. <laughs> <laughs> it was his show, so he had to win. But uh, it was really gnarly because we're going downhill, and the, uh, the Kawi, Kawasaki didn't have the proper tires to go down this skid mark road, and it was all downhill, the race. So it was kind of scary. It was kind of an unfair advantage to put you out there. But yeah, you, well, you, you, yeah, I took the first race, but he, uh, you know, they had to end it with him winning. What yeah. size Kawasaki were you riding on that one? What size oh, was that? It was the 1,000. The 1,000. I used to have a 750. Yeah. Yeah. We start, when we started chips in 77, that's what I learned on. Yeah. And then we, grew, you know, as we went on, we graduated to the next model. They're heavy, yeah. man. You, you lay one of those down. You need a friend to help you get it back up. That I had one of those times. crush me and puncture both my lungs. Ooh. Broke my wrist. Broke your wrist. Holy wow. Cow. That's crazy. Cracked uh, my jaw and fractured 12 ribs. Put me in intensive care for a week. Man. Back in 1980. We were doing a chase. And <laughs> I was going too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I ate it. I almost lost my life. But yeah. Big bike, yeah. big fast bike. But you get it up to 90, yep. and it'll rattle on you. The front tire will, will rattle, shake on Mine you. Mine wouldn't go that fast anymore when I had it. <laughs> Mine used my, to do that. It's like 75 My question max. for you, though, is was, it, was the motorcycle thing, was that was something you did before getting no, the roll, or was it something that you just grew no. into? No, no, no. I grew up in uh, Spanish Harlem, New York City, where I grew up, and I rode the bus or the train. I didn't know squat about motorcycles, so when I got to to uh, when I got the role, uh, they had to teach me how to ride. They would send down an uh, an instructor from Sacramento Academy, CHP Academy. His name was Scott Wilson, and he would teach us. He would teach me how to do the figure eights and the pulling up to a stop sign and rolling out without putting your feet down, stopping still for and balance the bike, and then take off. All the slow stuff they taught you. Anybody can go fast. I know that for a fact, because I used to go boom a lot when I went fast. Eric was such a great guy that when he went down to sign hundreds of autographs for all the fans that had been waiting in line, the very first fan told us his mom named him after Eric. We weren't just going to take that at face value, so we decided to make him call her to prove that. He did, and his mom got the surprise of her life. Hello, Mom. Hi, Mom. How are you? You are speaking to Jeff Allen right here at the Shell Pioneering Performance live stage, and your son is in line, and he made an interesting comment. He said that you named him after an individual, and I wanted to find out what that individual's name was. You named him after who? She named him after Eric Estrada. Are you kidding? I don't know. I think hey, we need to get that verified. Hey, Mom, have you ever wanted to speak to Eric Estrada? I said, would you like to speak to Mr. Eric Estrada? She thinks this is a joke right now. No, I'm not joking. See? Hello? Are you still there? All right, I'm going to pass the phone to Mr. Eric Estrada. That's Mom. I think this should qualify you for not having to get a Mother's Day gift for a year or two. All right, now none of the rest of you in line can use the mother clothes, all right? You got to right. come up with a new one, all right? That's all I'm going to tell you. 
That's all for our SEMA 2019 highlight show number one, but we'll have three more SEMA highlight shows coming back to back to back with even more stars and cars on Skidmark's show. Leave us a five-star review anywhere you get your podcast. You can download us for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, CastBox, or wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our social media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. SEMA 2019 highlight show. Another one is just around the corner. Thanks for listening to Skidmark Show. We'll have another episode full of fast cars and rock stars ready for you soon. Until then, be sure to share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and all social media. And leave us a five-star review everywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, listen loud and drive fast when nobody's looking. Powered by Pinsoil. Pinsoil.